0: This is Faking It, a New York Musicians podcast, hosted by some New York musicians. Grace Mann, Rebecca McCartney, and Franklin Rankin. Welcome to our show. Oh my
1: god, welcome back to welcome our show. back. Yeah. This is Rebecca.
2: This is Frank.
0: This is Grace.
1: And today we have a friend on the air with us, who's super like on the air, like really on it.
2: That uh, Hello.
1: What's your name?
3: What's your name? Yeah, me, Zach. what's your name? This is Zach. I'm very on the air. Very happy to be here. So Thanks so much for having me.
1: Harry, Zach, what brings you to this room today?
3: I just think, like, friendship is at the core of why yeah. Why I'm here.
0: And Grace, could you describe your friendship with Zach? <laughs> yeah, Rebecca was like, you've known Zach for years. I was like, I've never seen this
2: man <laughs> yes. I, I, I've known Zach for years. Yeah, 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 yeah. At Berkeley Five Week. In 2012. Is that yes. true? Yes. yes. Oh. So you just <laughs> we so, so Shitkin knew night, nothing about
0: anyone's Zach. relationships
1: with Zach. So Zach plays drums in my band. Just so. Yeah. Just so this is yeah, clear to our, to our give, listeners. Yeah. Do you want to give like an introduction of who you oh, are? Oh yeah. You want to introduce? You know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. What do you
0: just do? Go ahead, right. What do you do in Zach? the world?
3: I've played drums fundamentally. I've been uh, this year starting to do more production in different ways. Music production. I'm producing a food show for my mom awesome uh, you that's know awesome. just uh, vegging just vegging check it out which is coming coming down the pipeline and then i
1: you gotta have a pipeline as a musician you really do yeah pipelines different are, pipelines, are important
3: yeah. To different, us. yeah yeah so okay and what then,
1: else is on the pipeline what else do you do
3: uh well the other thing i do is i tutor i academic tutor mm. yeah so that's sort of my unique flavor of being a musician yeah, is like, yeah.
0: That leads us into our segment for the day, right? Which is yeah. freelance and side gigs.
1: Yeah, and like what what we do to make well, our lives as musicians. Before we get into freelance. Yeah, and side just gigs, before. Just go ahead.
2: Mm-hmm. I would like to maybe just cut it off. let's go around and like, like tell us about your musical week. You know, I mean, all all, all of us. Like, yeah. how was it to be a musician this week? Like, yeah. did you have any new experiences? Did you have any like bad experiences, good experiences? Like, let's. Yeah. Uh, Let's see what's going on. We'll start with Zach, because Zach's the guest. Yeah, How was yeah. your musical week?
3: Yeah,
1: Zach's. Or
2: your creative week. It's been actually
3: very fruitful. I, I'm i pretty much, like, shedding right now. Mm, I awesome. had a, a fun comedy gig. I'm really trying to um, only, like, leave the house to play shows that I'm pretty excited about right now, I feel like. So I was in a few indie rock bands that I sort of parted ways with recently. And I've just been, like, practicing the things I want to practice. And it feels very good to feel like I'm growing, like, for myself and not, like, investing time in projects that I wasn't, like, uh, that emotionally connected to. Dude, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's, like, a great place to be.
1: It's one of the things I respect most about our guest today. Yeah. I think you're so good at, like, curating things that bring you excitement and are generative in your musical life, and your, like really great at setting boundaries around that
2: appreciate that (laughs) so I'll go next because the men should go go first (laughs) Uh, yeah no it was it was a good week I was it was a bad week I don't know why I said good all my reaction is always to say it was a good week because I'm a musician because he's a liar but in actuality it was quite a bad week I had a bunch of work teaching all my grades would do and I was behind on those and then I have like mild like uh, tendonitis in my first finger, damn. Uh, and I have like five gigs this weekend, I think. Oh my god! In Totem, including like last night, I did had, had Last night I had a double, <laughs> I had a double header last night, and then I have one tonight, and then I have a double header tomorrow. Um, damn. So, and I, but I just like got a new guitar, like just yesterday. So it's like even more bittersweet because I'm like I can't really play it, like you know, in the way that I want to because I'm like taking a light on my hand. So. It's been, like, a taxing week. Like, I always feel, like, uh, a little toothless or clawless. Because yeah. I, I get tendonitis, like, I would say, like, twice a year, like, very mildly. So I always feel a little, like, like a piece of shit. Injuries <laughs> when I, when are really play. tough.
1: We should talk about injuries at some point.
2: Yeah, well, we can talk about that in the when we talk about our...
1: Yeah, we'll talk our about it when we talk about our you know,
2: how to manage your workflow. That's a big right. part of why I get to the 90s is because I gig entirely too much for my right. hands.
1: Well, yeah. yeah, and Frank is also the giggingest member of
2: this. I'm the giggingest. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You
2: are. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. G-
1: you also gig more than like, not only people in this room, but like, people in life. Yeah. Like yeah. Mus- working musicians yeah, in life. Yeah,
2: I do take on a pretty heavy load of gigging. But, you know, we'll talk about that when we get to the next episode. Yeah, segment,
1: well, when we get there, we'll just
2: yeah. get there. But, how was your week, Rebecca? How was
1: my week? Honestly, not super musical. Um, I'm working on my next five-song EP, and I'm in this place where I've finished recording, and I'm kind of waiting for... I've done a couple rounds of mix notes, a couple rounds, but I'm waiting for the next round of serious mixes. So it's it's almost this strange phase where it's out of my hands, but it's not finished enough for me to start taking on like the, yeah. the PR aspect, yeah. which incorporates so many different things. It's like a lot of graphic design and it's a lot of reaching out to blogs and playlists and blah 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 and working with people who hopefully have some sort of sway in the industry in terms of building a helping me like build an audience and get the music out to people. Um so I'm in this liminal like in-between space of I finished a lot of the like grunt work in the studio of creating these songs. Um, but I'm not I'm not in the ready to put them out mode yet. So that's where I am with my recorded music. I do also, I write, like, short little custom songs for a songwriting service. I, I kind of take them on if I feel like I have some space to do that. Um, and I did three of them this week on a deadline that I was just putting it off, and they give you, like, four or five days sometimes to finish them. Basically, you get a brief in the way that you would with a high-paying sync writing brief where they give you, like, a description of what you need to write this song about, And then you can choose the instrumentation and blah, blah, blah and genre. And you write this, you create this tune about these people's lives. And the ones that I had to do this week were like about really intense shit. And so I'm taking on these like really emotionally intense songs where I don't know these people. And I get a page of writing Mm -hmm. about what their lives are and what they want me to write a song about. But I'm just trying to like squeeze it into as little time as possible because they don't pay me that much money. And I don't have that much time to put into it but these people are going to cherish these songs. You know, I'm torn about it because I kind of wish that I could give it a lot more time and a lot more energy, but I would also want to be paid more money for that. Yeah. And that's one of the sectors of music and like the music in my life that doesn't feel super, it doesn't feel very like artistic to me, but it is one of the factors of like working as a working musician that, you know, I'm getting paid to practice my craft and hone in on my like essentially demo writing. Um, but it's not, it's not, like, reaching me as an artist yeah. so much. Grace,
0: how was your musical week? I, I had a I had a great musical week because I started a new project um, with two other uh, singer-songwriters um, that I know. One is Jax, who is our background singer in, in Big Stuff, and then her sister, Bianca. Um, we started a new group called That Girl Group, and we recorded vocals for our first single this week, which was a lot of fun. Um,
2: she skipped over the part where I did the entire track. Oh, I don't, I don't know why she would skip over that. God, why as would if, she skip? You know what's over crazy that? is when? that wasn't... Yeah. it's
0: it's so crazy that literally nobody else is, was She's, interrupted. She said except she for mine. The why would you if, like, not expect to be space, interrupted? Like over nothing. by your partner, <laughs> five years. So I didn't even finish talking about. It. Like I wasn't even done to, like getting through it. <laughs>
2: We're
1: just used
0: to less. Yeah, talking.
2: That's that true. true. We are yeah. used to less. Yeah.
0: Did you leave Astoria this week? That should be our other. Did action. you leave Astoria? I did. Uh, yeah, I left yesterday. I went to Manhattan. Oh. I left on Tuesday. I also went to Manhattan. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's um, too much Manhattan. I know for you. it was. It was a lot of Manhattan for me. That was it. Those were the two outings. Wow. I would say like maybe a total of like ten hours outside of Astoria. I
3: see why you wouldn't leave though. Oh, I don't come here much. It is. It is utopic.
0: So Zach. Tell us a
1: little bit about the story of like how you came to New York as a musician, and what has your journey since that point looked like in music and in creating your life in music.
3: So, I graduated college. And what makes you
1: cry at night? Yeah, yeah
3: okay, yeah, they're very related. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I tagged yeah. it up. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, I, I, I thought I was gonna graduate college and go be an environmental advocate of some kind or work on a farm or mm-hmm. something. I studied environmental studies and I always played the drums my whole life, like pretty seriously, but not actually like in a pr- like pre-professional way uh, pre- in the sense that I wasn't yeah. thinking of myself as a professional. And then my friend Peter Enriquez, who Frank met, Frank, oh no, no familiarity. They never heard of yeah, him. Yeah, never heard <laughs> of <about> him. <laughs> <laughs> This guy. Yeah, he was going to. He was already living in the city, going to grad school, which is where Frank didn't meet Peter. And <laughs> Never met.
1: Locked he, eyes a lot of times, yeah, with, yeah. which with major sexual attention. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's what I was gonna say.
3: He had a years long plan to to open a recording studio with his friend Grant Meyer, also from Brown University, and they. I just had. I would always come stay with Peter in the city, um, just because I love New York. And, like, he would just take me around. And when he told me about this idea, I was super stoked on it. And he asked if I would come help them build it out. And this – I was, like, you know, hell yeah. So that was how I This was, like, senior year of college? Yeah, yeah, like, pretty, like, far into the year, like, probably halfway. And then I was, like, all right, I have a – you know, I guess I'm going to do that. And then I need to find a way to make money. And so my other friend Alex Hahn from college was already in the city – gigging as a keyboardist and so i was just like he basically hooked sent me up with the company he was working for at the time mm. and then that's how it landed
1: that's a common that's one of those like common side gigs for yeah. musicians i think because it's like theoretically you have more control over your hours and it's a good hourly rate and also musicians are smart as fuck you know so it always right. works it always yeah. works it's the same
2: yeah so yeah. what was your s-a-t score
1: uh i actually <laughs> took the a-c-t fact mm-hmm.
2: what was your s-a-t score wait
3: you didn't get a 35 Mm. You did? Mm-hmm. As someone who tutors this shit, that's like ridiculous. And you know
1: what? And my school told me I should probably take it again. Because that is the kind of high school that that's I went so to. That's so crazy. You guys don't know this about me, but I actually have an intellectual past.
2: So so stop avoiding the question. What was your SAT score, Zach? My, my SAT score was 2180. It wasn't even that Ooh, good. Was it
1: 2400? For... Yeah, yeah 2400. No, mine was
2: like 1770. Like, I did not do very well.
1: how did you, get, yeah, into for how'd you SAT...
2: get into college? How did you get into college? Uh, I got a scholarship for playing guitar to go to Berkeley. So Let's fucking go it's So embarrassing. They actually didn't take my SAT score. They didn't even ask for it. Oh,
0: They, don't right. even need they, it they didn't even ask, even ask for it. Right, because yeah. if yeah. they G-er had asked for it, yeah.
2: Yeah, I yeah, know. Um, they'd be out.
0: Back to you, Zachary.
2: Oh. Yeah, so SAT teacher and now, yeah, you're, yeah. Yeah, now you're here. Feel here. Like I feel like we, yeah, we're yeah, we at the end. Then basically
3: over years, like, a lot has changed, but I don't have anything to do with that studio, and I kind of just started focusing on drumming yeah once I realized that I wanted to try to actually be a drummer and I started like putting energy into that and like shedding for real like uh for the first time it's been like really gratifying and so I've Mm. been yeah sort of like those have been my two lanes tutoring and drumming yeah
1: let's take a break to thank our sponsors for a moment who's been sponsoring you lately Zach
3: um, I would say Oatly oat milk.
1: Yeah, fire. Oatly. Yeah, I'm going to come back at that with, like, Horizon Organic whole milk <laughs> with no, extra dairy vitamin D. milk,
3: to me, is dead.
1: Um, there's one kid that I babysit who, like, gets the option between oat, goat, and cow's milk. Oh my and since, like, milk, because of big dairy, like, when we think of milk, we think cow's milk. But this kid, child of the next generation, like doesn't know cow's milk as plain milk it's like cow's milk is cow's milk you know so That's if he crazy. wants cow's milk he's like can i have cow's milk wait
3: so there's just goat's milk on deck and this there's house just
2: goat's milk all the
0: time. on deck yeah and what is the other one
2: Oat. Oh, they also
0: that's
2: have right. almond. Yeah. Yeah. Almond wow. The worst yeah. Do they
0: have anything else in the fridge? But milk no. is it just, <laughs> it's
2: just milk. milk that's it's all they it's have. Milk it's a
1: separate milk
0: fridge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> a milk based cult. <laughs> yeah. They have. A, they have a milk cellar. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I want to. I want to shout out uh, Enterprise Rent a Car. Yeah, oh. you love them. Well, I mean, they've just been holding you me down with this rental car. Yeah. And I got to Your car a rental. Right now, just like my, my car is it shop, it's a whole thing. So shout out Independent uh, Ventacar, and all, as always, shout out 30 Street Guitars, just built my new guitar, right. looks great, sounds great, and I'll see you later today.
1: And I'll see you <laughs> later. I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> let's, go to the, let's go to our topic for the day.
1: And back <laughs> to the show, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed our messages for our sponsors, you know? So today, Frank, like, what do we want to talk about?
2: uh we want to talk about like managing our projects and how to manage your time correctly and like how to manage your body and like your eating Mm. schedule and your sleeping schedule uh and like you know what what that's like for musicians right who are in new york and in their different bags
1: right yeah just in so many different bags yeah so frank like what's that like for you in your life as a musician
2: it's uh it's like, um, it's pretty fucking hectic, honestly. Like, cause, so I teach not full-time, but I do teach every day. And that's... And can
1: you clarify, this is teaching guitar and band.
2: So I teach guitar, songwriting, and high school and middle school band at a school on Long Island from Tuesday to Friday. And Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, and Monday, I have private lessons. Various amounts
1: Yeah
2: In person Two of them online And like The rest are in person Yeah
1: I took on a new student yeah. this week Most awkward fucking hour of my life
2: Yeah it's tough So awkward New students are tough
1: Middle school Girls
2: Ooh. Middle school girls are tough Ooh.
1: Just I, There's a thing about voice lessons Where like the voice as an embodied instrument has so much to do, like, the, the your willingness to sing and willingness to kind of make sound in a space, especially mm. with a new person who you don't know, has so much to do with your confidence as a human and, like, how comfortable you are in your skin. And I was just, like, noticing with this student, she's just at that age where she's so awkward,
2: mm. you know? Yeah.
1: Um, and and I, as her teacher, I'm now going to play a part in, like, getting her comfortable in life yeah it's so connected but it's like yeah. it's a major thing you know because yeah. the voice is an instrument that you can't see so it's just a lot of like learning how to be comfortable
2: i had a student start crying yesterday <laughs> no uh yeah. because you i mean that's like made not made very uncommon cry? but they're hard hard to wrangle in any direction that's productive sometimes but when we do they get a lot of stuff done and then they will occasionally cry which is like a new thing for me
1: do you feel like you're encouraging this level of emotional depth? I and, try to honestly and digging in them
2: because they. It's
1: a big part of songwriting.
2: It's a big part of songwriting, and it's also towing a fine line because, like, yeah, yeah. Like how much can I talk to them about right. their personal life? Yeah. Um, as a as a teacher, and not and as like a, a guidance man. counselor, and right. as a man, right. Who's a teacher? So it's like you know that's also a line I have to toe. Yeah. Their songs are just like mad <laughs> yeah. yeah. sometimes.
0: Songs are just like I can't believe you fucked my boyfriend. <laughs> oh. yeah.
2: but like sometimes they do write lyrics like that and I have to be like and then but then I do have the question I'm like are you are you writing from a real place are you just (laughs) writing from what you hear other people write about because that's such
1: a thing though because when I first started writing songs in middle school and early high school I didn't have life experiences so I was totally writing about oh yeah
0: I remember I wrote the line like the bed gets lonely in the middle of the night and my parents were like (laughs) What the fuck <laughs> did you just say to me? Like
1: when I throw like, you across yeah. the room, my teddy bear. Yes. <laughs> you That's
2: know true. the oh, first yeah. song
1: that I wrote uh, was part of a scheme because my last name is huh? McCartney, and we have family friends who are the Lennons and neither of us are like directly related to the namesake families. Are you but indirectly girl? This girl, <laughs> 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 this girl um, Kelly, who's the daughter of the the Lennon family, and we're we're close we would um see them like on vacation once a year and we decided that we would be rich if we wrote a song together because we could package it as a Lennon and McCartney song and it would be true it would be honestly true. Like, yeah. yeah honestly brilliant right yeah. your name like, was like Stalin that be
2: even more you guys go at a manifesto <laughs> so, <okay>. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrong lennon um but yeah we wrote a song it was called invincible it goes what if the moon took off across the sky <laughs> i still like remember some of it and it probably had one chord in the whole thing and it was great but we never made it to like the next round of you know recording
2: and yeah yeah and master because you were how old
1: (sighs) probably like 10 and 11 you're already
2: dropping the ball at that age you should be be ready to send it off the post
0: i know like you weren't even you didn't even submit it to tiny desk like you didn't even like do a video yeah it's really embarrassing the first song I ever wrote was called "Bubbles in the Bathtub," guys. Oh, oh so you started early? Real. Yeah. Oh, was this it at went, oh, wait, age 15? Frank, it was "Bubbles." What is that real? Bubbles yeah, in is. the okay. bathtub. Bubbles, bubbles in the bathtub. Water, Whoa. water destroys the bubbles. <laughs> 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 my my brother you was almost... very into screamo music, so I was like trying to like bond with him with that song. I was, you like, almost
1: went hard rock. Yeah, yeah. No. So that Grace, was could you describe like song. what was your journey like from the writing of that really successful song that yeah. has paid most of your bills yeah. and royalties <laughs> since then? Um, like, wh- how did you come? I don't back do any side gigs actually. Screamo? Yeah.
0: Screamo? Um, it and was into difficult. this era of soul pop. So- <laughs> um, honestly, like it's really a struggle. Um, I and everything I write is actually screamo and hard metal. <laughs> That's and what and your Frank fans just turns it. Yeah, turn it turns into, into pop into funky soul. Pop <laughs> soul. Um, yeah, I'm sure like you can hear thing. it, you know, <laughs> take it a while to bloom, you know, <laughs> you can hear it. The- <laughs> Honestly,
2: that would go nuts.
0: So yeah, I know that my fans like in here where I started, um, and what I'm trying to do and that, f- yeah. should we get back to the side gigs though? Like, so, so I, mean,
2: I do made it past your yeah teaching. teaching. Oh, right. And so then after the, t- most is after the teaching I have gigs. So it's like my main source of income. According to my taxes, which means most days I work from. um, So I leave my house at ten. I have teaching, and most days I go straight from teaching into the city for a gig, or I stop home for a second and then go to a gig, and then I get back super late. So I don't really get much done Mm. creatively during the school year because for
1: like your own artist projects. Yeah,
2: and then on top of that, like I do take on production work. So like like right now I'm doing some music for Scholastic books and shit like Mm. that. It's like randomly I get random calls to do stuff like that that's great yeah it's great but money it is, it is money but then it's really the summer is like when i have time to do shit that i want yeah we're just like why I, I almost never go on vacation because when the summer comes i'm like man like i really want to just do
1: right
2: i want to work but like for me that's, that's the fulfilling.
1: plague of this kind of job with yeah. no boundaries is that like if i'm you know there are various like side gigs that i do that are not music and if i have a week when i'm doing too much of those then in all of my like off time from those things, I'm so motivated to do music because this is what I want to do in life. But there's like no hard boundaries that are easy for me to draw in terms of allowing myself to say like, I know I didn't get a chance to do music today, so now that I'm home at 9 p.m., I'm gonna like hang out with a friend rather than work.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know? it's always just like, it's it's always swirling around because we could always be doing it.
2: Yeah, yeah you can always. Yeah, and every, we want yeah. we want to be. Yeah, like, yeah. every when you're not aggressive. working, you're actively not working. Right. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking bummer.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's like a long-term balance to figure out. What's your process of when you get asked to do a gig, which is, I imagine, mostly through like people you've worked with before or mm-hmm. from like close word of mouth, like mm-hmm. how do you decide whether to say yes? Well,
2: like, now it sort of depends on like the money situation mm-hmm. and like how much time is involved because if they're like, oh, I want three rehearsals and the gig's 45 minutes and they want to pay me a hundred, I'm like, that's not.
1: Do you normally get paid for rehearsals?
2: Now, yes. Like, initially, no, because I was, like, young and had time. But now I'm, like, if I'm going to go to a place for Yeah, unless it's for, for, like, the homies. Like, like I need, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to need to get paid for those.
1: Right. And, like, unless it's for the friends, right? Because, like, that's so hard. Yeah, the homies
2: is an entirely different pay scale. Well, and it also depends on the gig, because if it's, like, their gig, I'm like, yeah, it's whatever. I'll come on and help out, but like if it's like a corporate gig or it's like a gig just like oh like like i have a gig at right, the right, net like every show. sunday and like when yeah. i call people i'm like this is a like this is a paid gig because it's not artistry it's just right music. it's a job it's a job so i'm just like here's the money that's split evenly <laughs> between us
1: the money <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah but i mean yeah actually yeah, I'm like, i got like whenever i call people i'm like here's the money up front like, do
1: you contract that gig
2: yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I I'm like here's the money and here's the time frame. There's no rehearsal. Just like can you make the time
0: mm-hmm. for this
2: amount of money? Mm-hmm. Which is like a whole different bag because mm-hmm. people hit me up for the same thing. They're like, hey, here's the date, the time, and the and the pay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then it's either yes or no. There's right. no real. All
1: right. And you have to be straightforward. You have to like learn how to be straightforward about that stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I say no to a good amount of gigs now, uh, just because like yeah they, they don't meet the time yeah. to money standards.
1: Yeah. How long has it taken you to find the right balance for that? Like what the standards are for yourself? Now yeah. that I'm
2: teaching essentially full time during the day, I'm like, uh I'm pretty it's way more strict. Like now I'm like it has to be this like and like, you know, not even off by like twenty five dollars. Like and it mm. needs to be this or otherwise like I really shouldn't be doing this gig mm. for my own times. Sake, mm-hmm. um, and you
1: are able to have those standards because you get all these offers.
2: Yes, like, and because I teach, right? So I can afford to say, like, ah, oh, that's actually not really right. Like, if I want to take a week off from gigging, which I never do, I-, I can, right? And like, you know, I'll be fine. But then during the summer, like, I'm a fucking, I'm like a whore. I'll, right. I'll, I'll do whatever, like, because mm-hmm. I'm, because I'm bored. So like, I wake up. And I have nothing to do all day. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't even really take private students over the summer. Like I really just like I just do nothing for like two months. It's for, it's good. And just yeah. just, just take that that gig, like whatever gigs I want to take.
1: So yeah. do you take time off like getting into the injury thing? Do you take time off when you're having tendinitis? Right now them? it's
2: not very severe, and I think I'll be able to play through it because I played last night. Um, but it's. I haven't had it really bad in a while. Like I had it once, like a few years ago, that I was like, I I do actually have, have to take like a week off or two weeks off. But this one, I'm just taking like ibuprofen and like mm-hmm. massaging, and I'm getting through it. So okay. this one's not bad.
1: This one's
2: fine. This is fine. This is fine. I I can continue to yeah push through. What about, yeah. you, Zach? Yeah, what about your, you, Zach? What's your what's your work life balance looking like these days?
3: I I have a very different lifestyle. It's it's why um, like the tutoring. I'm in a weird spot with it, but like part of my journey of being a musician is well, when I got to the city, it was much more like I'll take anything I can get and I don't really have yeah. what feels like a strong network and I'll do it for any amount of money. But Honestly, to. I didn't feel like very in demand at all. So I was just like, I, you know, I just been trying to meet people <clears throat> however I can.
1: Which and is a great way of doing that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. For Farming sure. Farming yourself out. And like. Yeah, just getting your, like, $8 door split. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I kind of, like, post-pandemic moved back and, like, just have had a very different situation because now I do my, like, test prep and, like, college essay and all that shit, and I have 11-year-old, 10-year-old students. It's all academic. It's all remote. And so, like, the first – when I wake up to, like, 4 p.m. is – Free time that is either rehearsal or I'm shedding or I'm like cooking or something. Hmm. Four to nine for like five hours. Just so, just so days, you guys
1: know, listeners, shedding means like practicing and cooking just
0: means cooking food. <laughs> yeah, cooking <laughs> yeah.
3: food, yeah. Or cooking, like so cooking cooking how, I
0: assumed you meant production. I was like, oh, he's like cooking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like cooking. Honestly, yeah. both.
3: Like me and my friend Trucks. Connor Duke, I don't know if there you know. You. Yeah, yeah. We've been producing a EP for a vocalist friend of ours and that'll be like 11 a.m. on Tuesday when he doesn't have his corporate right. job, weirdly. But, and then, yeah, so certain days of the week I have like these, I block my tutoring so it's just like Back to back to back awesome. five hours at a time. It's like shitty in the moment, but it's just like the yeah, that's, the, way I, that's to do it. the
1: best way to do it. Yeah. yeah.
3: And I think it's like the hourly is comparable to what I to like a very established music teacher, mm-hmm. like private teacher. But I just never even considered teaching music that seriously, in mm. part because I didn't even study study it. Like, I don't think, I don't know if I even have the credentials. Mm. And then gigging is like, it just fluctuates so much. So I probably, the most gigs I'll ever have in a week would be like four. But like this past week, I had one. And I guess, but the thing is, all the gigs I take now, I just get a rate that I'm happy with.
1: Mm. Do you find that, like, you're being offered that rate or you have to advocate for yourself and ask for it?
3: People just hit me up and then I tell, I'm like, unless it's a friend. I I also have the same, like, if, if I have friends who are hitting me up, it's different. But I also, like, weirdly, I'm not that in the music scene, weirdly. So I don't feel like I'm in the mix. Like, sometimes too much. Like, sometimes I let myself really just become... Like reclusive, and because the thing is, I just love drumming, and like, fundamentally, I'm just doing it for myself anyway, for my own like growth Mm. and like artistry, and so, I I think I'm at this moment where I realized I was playing a lot of projects for money only, but it wasn't even a style like music stylistically that I was that interested in playing. It
1: wasn't fulfilling.
3: Yeah, it wasn't fulfilling at all. Like I'm literally, you know, the whatever indie rock music is cool but like the scene is so it's like it's people are just trying to be too cool of the few projects i'm still playing with rebecca you're one of them and then the bigger gigs i've started to get weirdly just like i feel like have literally not come from hustling at all like that's been my unique journey is like i do my thing do my thing i trust the process and then i just get a call out of the Mm. sky to do like you know, something that I kind of never imagined I would be able to actually do. Like, yeah. just certain, like, the types of artists that's awesome. that I'm playing with once in a yeah. while.
1: Yeah, what what has, like, one of those been recently that's been really fun for you?
3: My friend, Seba, uh, Seba Otero, Otero, who lives in Puerto Rico, he called me to do, like, a XM live session with, a, like, a trap reggaeton artist, uh, like, a month ago or two months ago, and... That looked so cool. It was really fun, and, like... It's just, I haven't done a lot of that sort of, like, super official channel shit. Obviously, the thing that's lame is I've been dealing with her fucking team to get mm. paid for that ever since. <gasps> Teams are the is she worst. On a major? It's her label. Yeah. But I, I'm about to actually get paid, yeah. finally, but.
1: That's such a thing with major labels I've found for, she like, session awesome. musicians. Yeah. Is that, like, for some reason, since there's so much red tape to go through, like, the the uncoordinated you know indie rock band in Brooklyn will usually pay people faster totally. than someone who's... I mean, it's a lower amount, but, like, than someone who's session playing for, like, a high-level thing where you have to go through payroll and then taxes and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a
2: lot of the corporate work I do is the s- same way. Yeah. Like, when I do scoring and stuff, it's like, all right, so you turn it in, then you submit your invoice, and then it goes through, like, nine different people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, one person forgets to, like, sign something or, like, doesn't check their email. Right. And that's, like, an extra month.
1: Right. And the people... they them
2: trying to track down, like, where it got held up.
1: Because those people are totally disconnected from this scene. You know, like, the people yeah. who are sitting in their corporate offices, they just have a different job, you know? Yeah, And, yeah, like, yeah. musicians mostly need to work on a much more, like, direct, I need to get paid
2: yeah. now yeah. because
1: I have to buy my food tomorrow. Yeah. You know, basis. Yeah. But, yeah.
2: It's a real... Or struggle yeah. in that way.
1: That's cool, Zach. That's awesome that you got to play that. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. But I think,
3: like, I just, I, I never wanted to be, like, I. for a while, I was kind of, like, enamored with the fact that I was, like, you know, uh, scrapping it together and, like, eating tortillas and peanut butter for every meal and whatever. But I was, like, after I hit <laughs> a certain age or, like, you know, I'm 27, it's, like, I just don't want that to be my lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. And yeah, so Grace, yeah, speaking honestly. as a 27 year old. Honestly. <laughs> no. I feel like you do reach a certain age, though, where you're like, I kind of just want <laughs> a nicer life. No, I, like, yeah. you do. Sure. Yeah. I,
2: I tell a lot of yeah. my friends who are gigging or like doing, or like, you, know, you know, going gig to gig, I'm like, there's nothing that's more addicting than like yeah. financial stability. It's yeah. shocking Yeah, how many problems that solves. Like, mm. there's like, not like being able to spend like X amount of money without like checking your bank account all the time, yeah. and, like feeding, like you're, like all right, so where's you know like counting up your gigs, like all right, like how much am I gonna like am I making rent this month? Do I need to transfer? Mm. I'm like there's like there's nothing. Like no matter how much time I spend teaching, that like I may not want to spend teaching. I'm like it is. Like, the trade-off is so Well,
1: it also, worth it, like, it. Yeah. like, allows you artistic freedom, you know, because you do It don't. does,
2: it does. Like, if I'm, I want to get something mixed and mastered, yeah. I just pay for it. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't have to worry about, like, putting the, you know, like, I mean, of course, I still think about the budget. Like, yeah. the budget's still important you to me. To. But, like, it's not, like, a hindrance. I'm just yeah. like, oh, yeah, so this month I need to set aside X amount of money yeah. to pay for this mix and master, And, like... I don't have to do it in the next six months.
1: I think another part of this is also that like in our world, there's such a romanticization of like the struggling artist life and yes. what that is like, yeah. um, especially for like white people coming from money families. And like, there's this thing of like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just live with seven other people and like play my gigs and, yeah. and struggle. But like, I'm going to be doing music and I've, like, I come from one of those backgrounds, and I've had to kind of learn a little bit more of, like, there is no shame in taking work within music that's, like, teaching or something else that's not directly related to your artist project, mm-hmm. but, like, is a, an amazing, like, job where you can practice your craft, you know? Like, there's no shame in doing something like a corporate gig for yeah. money like that of course. No. because you're building sure. your long-term life as a musician, as opposed to trying to like live this aesthetic for the yeah. year that you can last and then run back to your family.
3: Yeah. I also feel like there's just a lot of narratives about like what a, the life style of a musician has to be. Yeah. And I just, part of what's been cool for me this past year is like breaking out of those in my own way, like I had a, I was at a gig this past week, and this dude who I kind of know from ar- around, he's a guitar player. He must have been like pretty fucked up, and he kept coming up to me like really aggressively, trying to get me to play with his band. And he's, you know, I, whatever. I'm sure an experience you can relate to oh, yeah. much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and he's, you know, oh, yeah. what part of his thing was like, what, what if I told you it's like gonna a touring band, like, and I was like, dude, like everything you're saying is driving me further away. Like I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. a touring band. No thank you.
2: Yeah, touring but, touring is one of those buzzwords that right. that musicians are taught is like the pinnacle of musicianship. Right. Where like, Whereas
3: right.
1: touring at our level looks like but, staying on people's couches. But like, yeah. but
2: even touring I know a lot of my friends who tour at a high level, it's great, but it's it's like uh it's
0: not stable. It doesn't
2: yeah. I mean like, it's, it's it's a lot of things. It's like it's, intense. It's stable if you do it only like yeah. if you if you because i know guys who just tour hop mm-hmm. they go pay this tour then they're home for like two weeks then on this tour because like touring begets more touring yeah and people start to know you so like oh yeah like but it's not this, something that you
0: can like curate like mm-hmm.
2: i saw something yeah you, you do lack control because usually like, you're part of a company or something mm-hmm. but also you that like, you have to do it all the time for right. it to be sustainable and for and for it to, to pay you well like otherwise you will end the year at, like, $30,000 before taxes, because, like, you did a great tour, but then if you don't work the rest of the year, like, you end up with, like, you know, like, it was good money for the tour, but then, like, it's not good money.
1: Right. And since you were gone for six Mm -hmm. weeks, you lost, like, six weeks of...
2: But also, you lose credibility, like, in in the place you're from. That's what that's right. Because you're like, oh, like, you know... Like, I, I mean... Like, you're uh,
1: out of the scene. You have to stay so in it, yeah. I feel like.
2: I mean, my good friend, Paul, who we will have on the show to talk about this exactly, was, like, he was on tour with, like, Lil Wayne and, like, blink 82 and, like, all these, like, great, he's a bass player, you know, these great, great acts. And he got back and he had to start, like, convincing people, like, no, I'm back. Like, right. you can call me for stuff.
0: Yeah. Even with us, we would be I'll, like, oh... Like I would call someone else, and then Frank would be like, "What about Paul?" And I'm like, "Oh, Paul's here." Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, that I'm was like that is was Paul pretty, down to do this. the yeah, yeah. Standard
2: reaction. It's Like, oh, Paul's uh, back, and I like, you have to start convincing people, like, "Hey, like I'm back, like I'm I'm gigging, like I'm doing stuff here," right. and like me personally, I've said no to like plenty of tours. Right. It's I'm, like a choose your lane sort of. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like I don't want to. I mean, like I just don't want to like spend my time on the road. A and then B. When I come back, I have yeah. to like. Try to get in with like a school again. and Try to yeah. get my students back, which like is so so tough to do.
1: Did you feel that Zach coming back from tour last year? How long were you out? Like a month?
3: No, not even. It was like two. It was a ten day stretch and then like a week stretch yeah. with yeah. a yeah. week in between or which something. Is it was that, that's, that's way well, easier because yeah, you can just that that tell your people, "I need a week off." hundred yeah. percent. But yeah, but where I was even going with touring is like. The, i think a lot of the people that are offering me tours i like one of the ba- indie rock bands that i sort of i say parted ways i was fired <laughs> sort of mutually from that band because i wouldn't go on tour with them because i'm not down to like put my body on the line but mm. and their whole thing was like well, what do you think like you're do, gonna do like bus tours or be staying in ho- hotels and i'm like yeah I, I, I do. Like, yeah, um, you know,
2: of course. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be gonna... in like a fucking van yeah. for mm-hmm. for a month. Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: So, yeah, so let's good. talk to our audience about like what this looks like. Not to totally derail and like just talk about touring, but like what does it look like to do a tour? Because I think this is this is a misconception. Like you were probably playing like two, three hundred cap rooms in the middle of America, right? Yeah. And like good. what? Which is great. You know that the band and you were you were opening. Yeah. So like the band that you guys were opening for were drawing those numbers, which yes. is, like, awesome as musician standards go, but, yeah. like, what did the tour look like for you, like, body-wise and day-wise and...
3: Yeah, yeah they just... We, we we were doing, a, I guess, a van tour, so we were going, like, either from hotels or motels, staying in those, driving each day. We didn't have a bus. Like, if you had a bus, you, your driver would drive you through the night, and you would wake up in the next city, but we had to drive ourselves. Luckily, we got to use a lot of the gear of the the headliner, so I didn't have to bring drums, just like my cymbals and stuff. But, you know, we'd, like, drive 10 hours. And you guys were
1: doing the driving.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, stay overnight in Mobile, Alabama, (laughs) wake up, drive six hours, show up in some place in South Carolina.
2: And then have to hit.
3: At four, hit, have to pack up, drive to the next hotel. Yeah, it was a grind. That I wanted to tough. do, it. Yeah. but also
1: staying in a hotel is like already a level above, you know, because this yes. was paid for by your artist's advance. Right. Like most early on indie tours are a lot of staying on
3: people's couches and
1: stuff. Yeah. Couches yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we did like a, the smallest, smallest, tiny, mini, mini, mini tour like last year, as and big we stuff. just as big stuff. Yeah,
2: we, we essentially went out. We just went every, came every back every weekend, every time. Oh, nice. Yeah, we just like, popped out because so, so that was places. the only
0: way we could do it with like the schedules of our band, you know. Because yeah. like, yeah. all we our have very, band like, yeah. a yeah. very working musician, is a working musician, musician band, band. Yeah. and so we can't That's just. That's what they all say about big stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, like we should that should be our bio, like a work like working musicians band, um, and so we would just have to yeah we would drive six hours and then do the gig and then drive six hours back. Yeah, but yeah. then you get to sleep in your own bed. Yeah, and there's a huge thing to be said for yeah. that. Right? Yeah, but it was it was really hard, yeah. especially because like at that time we we were driving our own personal car, so only I could drive. Um, like oh. nobody else could drive the car. Um, Are you a good driver? driver? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I am a good driver. <laughs> I don't drive anymore though. Um, once Frank got his license, I was like, okay, I'm done Wait, with that. Wait, you didn't have your
1: license by no. last
0: year. No, and I mean, now I mean, you no, drive I everywhere.
1: Wait, what? Oh
0: wow. Yeah.
1: tell us about this brief segment break we're <laughs> both we
0: both got our license within the last like three years yeah no way because
1: we I mean I he grew up in New York, York. No. I grew
0: up in Boston so I didn't need I mean on. I grew,
1: I didn't drive until like college basically yeah. yeah but but I guess
0: you and we went to I went to school in Boston yeah, so really and yeah. then I moved school. to New York so oh, it was like a remote person yeah oh whoa, whoa. yeah uh I grew up like in the Fenware area oh cool yeah
2: yeah
3: so,
0: yeah should we take a sponsorship break
3: Going. I used to drink liquid IV because my friend Bryn Bliska, who, by the way, in terms of being a gigging musician, who also has a bunch of other like cool revenue projects. generating hustles going, is like cool. my guiding light. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she and, was just out
1: with Jacob Collier for a while,
3: and now she's out with Maggie Rogers.
1: Oh, I forgot wow, about that. I don't wow. know and her at all, so I
3: just she stuck. Pa- a bunch of my private. Academic students in Brooklyn. She passed to me, mm. and I felt the sauce. I'm like, I have the Brent sauce. I just need to trust the <laughs> yeah, process. Yeah, yeah I gotta Trust yeah. the process yeah. But anyway, she she endorses Liquid IV hydration powder. Cool. B- but I prefer Element.
1: Um, I would take a sponsorship from Super Lost Coffee Roasters in Brooklyn. I oh. like them a lot. They have great designs on their bags <laughs> of coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Grace, have you thought of a sponsorship yet?
0: Uh, I would take a I would take a sponsorship from facebook marketplace oh my oh. god
1: and like buy nothing yeah
0: yeah that's my favorite thing to do is this still available yeah I'm not buying it yeah. but i'm curious <laughs>
1: <laughs> i got into a crazy crazy facebook marketplace like
0: fiasco a couple weeks ago but i this, shout out to facebook marketplace i once i listed this couch and someone reached out to me and said are you free tomorrow? I'll bring you the couch. And I was like, I have the couch. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. That's
2: funny. It's me. I have I'm the one. <laughs> so we're uh, we're coming to a close here. Yeah. Do you guys want to do a rapid fire?
1: Uh, oh, shit talk?
2: Shit talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay, so here's what's going to happen since okay. you're our guest. Here's how it goes. Okay.
1: We're just, the three of us are going to go around and name things and then you get 15 seconds to, you can say you love it, but mo- most likely
3: just. You want me to shit on it? Yeah. Okay. Okay, ready? Puzzles. Dude, what a fucking waste of my time. Like, you think <laughs> I have an hour to sit around fitting together a puzzle? Boom, yes. that's right.
1: Cowboy paintings. Prints.
3: Okay, I'm not going to lie. I think the whole cowboy resurgence in the hipster community is lame as fuck. <laughs> cowboy boots. When I see cowboy boots on the pant legs of yep. a person in New York of City. NYU student. What are yeah. our cats? Honestly, cats kind of, I mean... This is tough because like there's a cat currently in this presence. Yeah, she She's listening. Yeah, she. they kind of like freak me out a little bit. Cool. Like I think they're very devious. Sponges. Sponges are gnarly, honestly. There's yeah. so much bacteria in a gross. sponge and we're Grease just loving it on our food. Sponges. No. Like she okay. yeah. Yeah. sponges. She keeps buying sponges. Sponges and good, the people that love them. You should be, them.
0: Able you to should trade them be replacing, replacing your sponge.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, Sounds like a waste. Uh, bit- Angostura bitters.
3: I think bitters are very pretentious.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're doing so well with this. Put I know.
3: Portable hand massages. Yeah. I mean, that's kind Another. of fire. The that's only thing that nice. would be better <laughs> is if it just like lived on your hand. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could be more lightweight. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. That's true.
2: Wow.
1: Um, Rebecca. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean she's cool and all. She definitely likes to talk a lot, you know. That's like, true. If we look at the split of yeah. time on
2: who's spoken, kind of gives podcast. you back, like like Big Bird vibes a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You feel that for, for sure.
3: Very yellow. Very yeah, yeah. Yellow, very yellow. yellow very, very feathered. feathered. Sesame yeah. Street. No, I can't. Come on. Yeah. Sesame Street.
0: God, Astoria. Okay, uh, now, if you say anything about yeah. that story, you're not, <laughs> we're just cutting, territory, yeah. anytime you speak, I'm just going to cut it out of the podcast, it's just going <laughs> to yeah. be silence, beautiful
3: light filled space, that's all I it do. is, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. all right team, I think that's a wrap for today, Zach, yeah. thanks for
1: joining us, it's so been Hi. so Hi. fun, it's been a
3: pleasure, been great, yeah, it's yeah, been yeah.
1: really nice to learn about you as a human,
3: hey, likewise, we've just been faking it, yeah, yeah. Ah.
1: Ah. and it's been faked,